And welcome to episode two of Macyam with me, Danny the Macyam. And uh, me, Shine the Yam Yam. All right, nice to see you again, exactly a week later. Been a busy week. <laughs> uh, free agency rumours are flying and them speed demons at the Combine. Getting everybody excited. A few trade rumours going around as well, which uh, we'll come on to shortly. Um, and thanks for the guys who gave us the feedback and listened to the last one. Uh, hopefully we'll go and go. Yeah, and any more feedback after this episode, just throw it back at us again. So let's um, dive in with some of our hits and misses of the Combine. Obviously we'll attract our our guys and they'll feel like ours because we mentioned them on here a week ago. Uh, so which which of your guys stood out? Um, for me, it's going to be a bit of a homer one in some ways, but um, Amani Awori, I think that's his name. I was going to call yeah. him on their one. Uh, <laughs> he uh, he impressed me. His on-field drills was good. Um, he ran a four four seven, which I think he'll, he'll be uh, over the moon with. Um, Seventeen on the bench press. So from the physical aspect, he uh, he did well. Um, and his on-field drills, um, he looked. His, his footwork was great, uh, catching the ball cleanly, and there was even a cheeky little one-handed catch in there as well. So um, he's definitely a second-round guy. Could he creep into the first round at the very back end potentially? But um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where he, where he does go. Yeah, um, and anyone else? Starman. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to stay at the uh, the DB position and go with. Uh, Chauncey, um, who I mentioned, the uh, safety from the Gators. Yeah, he um, he's another one again. He looked he looked comfortable on his on-field drills. Um, I think he'll. Uh, I don't think he'll he'll be as good as say someone like uh, May was. Who was out of there? Um, yeah, he's another one. He, he ran a sub four five, um, decent seventeen reps on the bench as well. So you know, mid to late teens are tend to think for the DBs is a respectable um, score, like, respectable reps on the on the uh, bench press. You know, they ain't guys who are going to be smashing it late twenties, early thirties. Um, but he's another one again. I think he done himself no harm. He ain't going to be a first rounder, but I definitely think he could be in the uh, the middle of the second round. And did any of your guys disappoint you? Um. In, 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 I think Dexter Lawrence had a good performance and he, he ran a good uh, 40 yard, but obviously he, he pulled up with a, I think it was a quad injury. Uh, mm-hmm. He ran his first one. Whether that impacted on maybe he could have run a little bit quicker, who knows. Um, but I think he'll, uh, he'll be disappointed that and I think you could tell his disappointment on his face after he'd, uh, after he'd ran it. Um, and then obviously... Royce Love didn't didn't get to perform um, due to the injuries, which could be worse than uh, suspected. I think you mentioned the other day to me that he could be missing his whole rookie season potentially. Yeah. So um, if he was there to perform at the uh, in the interviews and that, hopefully he could have put any uh, doubts around his injury in a possible time scale to bed in the interview with teams. And then before I dive into mine, was there anyone um, who caught your eye that you didn't have on your? players to watch um, there's quite a few to be honest with you uh, you know and I, I feel like I could name players from different kind of levels you know 
at the top tier. Um, I thought uh, Williams, quick, quick, Queen and Williams, I think his name is. Yeah. First name. Um, from Bammer, I thought he, he was ridiculous. You know, did it? Was he at 480 ran on the 40? Uh, yeah, like everybody's been like really gushing over him, like best prospect since Aaron Donald, like some saying it, it, even, even better, etc. Yeah, I've got to be honest, if, if I was in the position, I, I think I'd be taking him over Bosa, in all honesty. That's just yeah. personally. Um, and, you, you know, there, there's some, there is some players who have made my, my list of players that I, uh, I want to watch. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little bit more research into it. It's on both sides of the ball, uh, particularly at uh, the edge passes and the O-line. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think from mine, I had a pretty good combine. Um, uh, Montes Sweat the Edge guy, he, he was faster than all of the tight ends. So, so, like, obviously a big six foot six, 250 plus LD guy uh, who plays Edge being that fast. It's a pretty scary prospect for quarterbacks around the league. Um, me, little Homer guy. Jake Browning saw lots of nice uh, tweets about him from like NFL guys um, saying that he looked one of the best in the accuracy um, and he didn't embarrass himself in this speed and agility stuff as well like he shouldn't can move but he's not really that explosive um, but the two guys that stood out the most for me were Jamal Dean the DB from Auburn, um, who I'd seen pick Jake Browning in the first game of the season. Um, he ranked two overall in like speed, like so he was this like second quickest dude in all positions who ran the combine. He's like fifth in the vertical jumps and tenth in the broad jumps. So he had a pretty good showing. Um, and then Paris Campbell, who um. Like I uh, mentioned him that um, he would have loads of NFL videos. Uh, he'd be a Madden player and stuff because he was just explosive. Um, and he went and ranked one in, in the whole combine on the 40-yard dash. And then he in the wide receivers stuff, he was like one in the 20-yard shuttle, three in the broad jump, five in the vert jump. So he shows he can change direction move and run very fast and jump high. Uh, so I think his, his stock went up massively. Um, the dude I was probably most disappointed with was Bobby Acoria, uh, the linebacker from Stanford. Uh, like he's explosive. Like he really is fast when you watch mm, games and he was like 10th or 11th in like the 40-yard dash, like 4.58. So like he Still not really like a slouch, but I I, I like expected it to be like in the four four five range kind of thing. But um, maybe he just had an off day, but it might not help his uh, stock a bit. Um, and then the guy who seemed to be on every page who I didn't have um was the tight end from Iowa, Noah Fant, um, and Ari's mate uh, Hawkinson, uh. If they end up on the same team again, they're going to be a deadly duo in them two tight end sets. But um, fan just seemed to catch my eye a little bit more, even though most people seem to be projecting to be picked first. Yeah, I, 
I think it'll be interesting. The, the tight end group just seems to get a little bit more um, attention, a little bit more improved, it seems, after the combine. You know, before the combine, there was, uh, I think, was it Hawkinson and uh, Swift Jr. were the two that mainly been mentioned mm-hmm. in there. And, you know, could all three of them go in the first round? There's a few tight end needy teams, and it doesn't look like it's a great um, tight end group in free agency. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, any tight go in the first round and what teams they end up in. If there's going to if there's going to be a George Kittle of this draft, for instance, who you know for me George Kittle's proving to be one of the best tight ends in the league now, and I think he's only going to get better. Oh, uh, and I don't think he went in the first round, did he? No, I think he was like <laughs> maybe a I want to say day three kind of guy. But, uh, yep, I've just checked and he went in the fifth round. So what yeah. a steal! <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, so th- that's pretty much it from the combine weekend. Um, I think it'll be. Oh, well, I, I still don't think it's decided yet who's going number one. For me, I don't think it should be Murray. But we can't really not talk about the combine weekend and not bring up D DK Metcalf, the the Hulk. Yeah, Hulk, Batman, <laughs> and, uh, monster. <laughs> The Hulk who runs like the Flash, but just don't ask him to change direction. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the reaction of um, Daniel Jeremiah and uh, Rich Eisen when he when he ran that. Was it four three three? I think he ran. Yeah, four three three. It was like, come on, as if to say, no, that that's ridiculous. It's unfair now. Yeah, size of him. Um, I don't know what he benched, but with the size of him, he looks like he'd bench a decent amount, and then he runs a four three three, and it's just like. Yeah. I don't think I'd fancy being one of them DBs that's going to have to cover him. No, he's going to chuck them around for fun. He'll just run run through them like a tank. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he secured him to be uh, the first wide receiver off the board or not as well. Uh, <laughs> well, what did you want to move on to next? Um, I think we, we, it's best to maybe talk on the, uh, the trade rumours. Obviously, there's all this stuff going on with OBJ, with An- Antonio Brown. There's the stuff with potentially rolls in if uh, the Cardinals decide to go the Murray route. You know, they're going to get rid of Rosen. And, you know, I think that, that that's the three that are standing out the most to me at the minute. And then obviously, um, to Sean Gibson being traded, it's been mentioned as well. So I think there's going to be uh, what seals through until the draft, the way this is going. Like, um, just to bring up uh, the Josh Rosen thing, um, like, I've seen it knocked around that he's available for like a second or a third. Like I think if he was available for that price, he he would have already moved. Like there's no way that I think that Josh Rosen is going to move for like a third because teams like the Patriots, like maybe even the Seahawks, who's Russell Wilson's contract coming up, like it's worth chucking a third round pick at a first round QB who didn't shame himself in his rookie season so I just don't think there's any way that he's going for that cheap Nah definitely not um, I, I, I don't think he's officially been from what I've been reading today I don't think he's officially been shopped proactively at the minute I won't be surprised if maybe someone has gone in and said oh we'll give you a third if he's available but if the third's a starting point I, I could see that rocketing up into yeah it's to me it's like a first plus yeah, <laughs> like uh, first and what? <laughs> if you're, if you're, Cardinals, you're not going to trade 
Rosen for a third when just show of 12 months ago you, you gave up um, t- uh, picks to move up to get him. You yeah. Know, basically, the first range, you, you get away some middle picks and you're going to turn NSA 12 months later on, on the back of a, a rookie first season who didn't perform overly bad. Oh, yeah, we'll give him away for a third now. You know, that's <laughs> management. Um, obviously, me and you spoke about the Odell trade and like I was seeing I wouldn't like peer a first for a wide receiver. Like I don't see the value, the massive value in wide receivers. We have people like Megatron, like one of the best freaks that we've seen, and he didn't like hardly make the postseason. But then you see how much um, Amari Cooper like kind of changed the Cowboys offence so it's it's hard to judge where like how valuable wide receivers really are (laughs) it's like we were having a discussion last night you know who was the last team to win the Super Bowl that did it with a top a top five wide receiver you know until the Super Bowl just gone when uh, Danny Allen won the MVP there's no (laughs) there's really been a standout wide receiver in a Super Bowl and with all due respect to Danny Amendola, he's not a top five wide receiver. Do you mean Julian Elman? That's all. I mean. he, 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 he's under the Dolphins now, so you must have been looking at some trade stuff or something. <laughs> you know, I've, I've got Amendola in the team on the dynasty I'm doing, and that's where I've got him. <laughs> not that I've been praising him, just to put it out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it is. As a Giants fan yourself, for now, <laughs> uh, would you like to see Odell moved or steer, or what would you want in return? Um, I think if you if you're going to trade him, I, I, I'd want a first and at least a, a starting player. I know that with the um, the Browns rumor, a first and uh, the right guard is it Zelt Zeltler is his name pronounced? Aye, uh, I'm I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but I know you mean Zeltler Zeltler. Yeah, he, he's been mentioned, and I've also seen Ogba thrown into it as well as that. To me, would I take a first, the top-ranked passing right guard last season, and a more than service of pass rushing D ending Ogba? Yeah, I probably would. Um, I wouldn't be gutted if old DJ went. You know, it's not like we've got not got other options. You know, we've got Saquon, Engram. I don't think Shepard's a bad wide receiver. If he's a wide receiver, one is a different conversation. But, you know, when OBJ was out um, injured, not last season, but the season before, um, you know, England got more targets and now you throw Barkley into the mix. So I wouldn't be majorly annoyed. I'd rather they've kept Collins. And do you want to keep Collins or do you want to keep OBJ? For me, it'd be Collins. And it seems that there's a few decent uh, wide receivers going to hit free agency as well. Like you've got Tyrell Williams from the Chargers and Adam Humphreys from the Air the Bucks. Uh, I think Humphreys is like really underrated. Obviously, he he's got Mike Mike Evans in front of him at the Bucks, but he's like 24, 25, caught a lot of passes last year, um, and. I think he could be like a serious weapon in a team, and I just hope he he doesn't end up with like a, a schema like the Rams or the or the Forty Nine ers because I could just see him being a nightmare, and I don't want to play him twice a year. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> I think Golden Tate's in free agency as well. Uh-huh. He's not a bad wide receiver to potentially have either. Um, so, you know, you look at free agency and then you look at, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of depth at wide receiver in this draft, I think. You know, I think the, the combine shot at the weekend that there is some speed wide receivers if that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think the Giants would be lacking at the, that position if OBJ were to go. Um, but at the same time, like I said to you, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, there was, <laughs> there was talk last season. There was talk in the season. There's talk now. I think he's one of them players who's always going to bring talk because of how he is. Yeah, he, he doesn't shy away from social media. You know, he's he's quite uh, flamboyant. He likes to be out there and put himself out there. And I think that just makes people want to talk about him even more. Um, you know, from what I've read, the, the three teams that are probably looking at going for OBJ would be the Browns, Niners and Raiders. But obviously, we're expecting the Raiders at least, maybe even the Niners, to be looking at uh, getting Antonio. Um, so, speaking on free agency a little bit, if you could have one player in free agency, who would it be? And you'd better see like Bridgewater or Fall to replace Madden. Um, Eli Madden, because come on, <laughs> you want to compete? Um, I, I, do, I think I think there's a lot of good players in in free agency available, especially at the safety position. You know, um, you've got Earl Thomas, Landon Collins. Uh, Weddle, if you're looking to get, a, I think Weddle would be a good option for a team who maybe is going to look at drafting a, a rookie safety, pairing mm-hmm. up with Weddle over the opposite side of the field. You know, could bring him in perfectly, learn a lot from him. He's an experienced veteran who's, you know, said he's not looking at retiring. Then you've got like Clinton Dix, and, you know, as mentioned, you've got uh, that Gibson trade that potentially be happening. So I think there's a lot of movement there at the safety position. And I think we were discussing last night that you know it's not one of the premier paid positions. Yeah. Uh, so you wouldn't fancy yourself like uh, a tree of flowers uh, for a pass rusher coming out of the Patriots, rubbing, <laughs> rubbing salt on the wounds a bit more. Yeah, I mean, there's two sides of that. You know, from more point of view, with the Giants, we need a pass rush flowers, but then. We had Nate Solder off the Flowers last year, off the Patriots last year, sorry. And he struggled at times, so I'll be a bit weary of dabbling there again. Um, Williams is a potential one I'd like to see. You know, a right tackle from the Panthers. Um, right tackle is a, a position of need for the Giants. Um, and I've, from what I've read, the, the Giants and the Bills are the two that are going to be actively targeting Williams. Um, you know, Tyron Matthew, the only badger, he's another one I, I wouldn't mind seeing. Zeke answers potentially in free agency. So, you know, I think that there's a lot to uh, to keep us tied over the next few weeks with where players are going to end up. But who, who would you uh, be targeting in free agency? Uh, for Seahawks, I definitely want Landon Collins. Um, like he's, he's just really good against the run. Um, I think in... Our division, we've got to play Gurley twice, David Johnson twice, and then the Niners had loads of yards with Brader and McKinnon's coming back. Like we play th- three teams that are mainly like run f- first teams, so 
bringing Landon Collins down in the box like Camp Chancellor used to do. They're a little bit suspect now and again in pass coverage, but uh, like just sub in and out. But um, he would definitely help against the run and he hits hard and they're my favourite type of players um, and I just left your boys but he, he would be number one on my need list for the Seahawks <laughs> yeah he, he's that Collins is a tough I understood. I understand why they've let him go in regards to maybe they've looked at the value for money they want to play they want, they want to pay the money for Collins that Collins wants you know I can understand in that sense why they've let him go doesn't mean I agree with why they've let him go um, but I am disappointed to see him go. You know, he, uh, he's a player that I was a, a big fan of. But oh. uh, we've snapped him earlier in the season, and that, you know, times are changing at the New York Giants, definitely. Yeah. Well, like, uh, speaking of the free agents as a whole, like, the, it's clearly the safeties that is the strongest position. Um, and m- maybe it, there's a sign of safeties wanting. More money and teams that will willing to pay them is why so many of them have ended up in free agency uh, because they think we're worth this. Like we want like similar money to corners, linebackers, pass rushers, whatever. And NFL teams like you're expandable. Like it's it seems like safety is becoming a bit like running back, where it's just like we'll just plug somebody else in. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean. You know, I know that Collins had said before he, he wanted to be paid like a, a top five wide receiver. Well, that's the belief. And in free agency, he will get that money. He wouldn't have got it from the New York Giants. And that I think that's mainly the, the main reason why they've opted to, to cut toys is because they weren't going to pay like a top five uh, safety. He wants that. And he's going to get it in the market without a doubt. So the, um, obviously, the, another free agent that came about yesterday was uh, the Browns. Uh, they've opted to um, cut Collins, the the linebacker. Uh, yeah, save them some uh, space, and he he hasn't really he hasn't really been very good there. Nah, definitely. I'll be interested to see what the market's like for him as well. Um, you know, linebacker, it's not a, a great free agency for linebackers, and it seems like outside of the two Devins in the draft as well, there's not there's not many great players at the linebacker position this year. Yeah, like um, linebackers, another one where it's weird. Like you have your like your main guys like Wagner and Keatley and CJ Mosley, who is one that might be hitting free agency if the Ravens finished signing in. Um, and then you add like Darius Leonard, who broke out last year, but um, linebacker seems to be. Another one where it's just a lot of guys getting a, a lot of reps. Like you don't really need like some like some schemes don't really need like one key guy who like who, who's in there every, every snap. It's just a lot of rotation. Yeah, and you know I think a lot of teams maybe this year will try and look for a Leonard in the draft. You know, a, a, a guy that can plug in and play um, that that can pick up in the second or third, maybe in the fourth round, as opposed to, you know, taking one in the first round. Um, you know, there's only there's only two in, in this draft, for me anyway, that are worthy of first rounds. And I think most people would agree with that. Um, it'll be interesting how late they both go. Um, I could potentially see White going top 12, top 15, and 
Bush maybe going sort of the last 10 picks of the draft. Yeah. I think that's pretty much covered everything we've got got to cover at the minute. Um, obviously, you know, the, the combine's just gone. There's the trade talks and the free agency. Um, obviously, in the next past, no doubt, will be the next podcast, sorry, will be um, commentating on free agent moves. So, obviously, but next time we'll record, free agency will have been opened. And I'm sure yeah. they would have committed their futures to uh, other teams by then. And it's only 49 days till the draft. Yeah, but, but not that you're counting, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, we'll obviously be doing a, a customary mock draft. Um, um, and are we allowed trades in our mock draft? Because I think 99% of people know that the Seahawks having no second and third will be trading out of the first as normal. <laughs> yeah. that, that will be happening, but I always think with mock drafts, it's hard to determine who yeah. move back, who's going to move where. Um, you know, we'll, we'll try and leave the mock draft, I think, as late as we possibly can for any potential pre-draft trades. But as, as we all know, there's always a few movers on the uh, on the night of the draft. Well, it's been good to catch up again. Yeah, it's a shorter podcast this week. Obviously, we didn't have the introductions to do uh, that we had to do previously. So uh, it's a shorter podcast this week, which some people might prefer. And with for being new, we're trying hard to find things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, and obviously the off season ain't always the best time. <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got we've got a few things to talk to solve in there, but I don't know what we're gonna do come uh, May, June, and July. Yeah, well, spot on, and I'll see you again next week. Yeah, definitely, and uh, remember to uh, give us a follow on Twitter. Um, sure that you're using it. Obviously, you can uh, give any feedback on there. At Mac Yam NFL, um, also yeah. appreciated any likes, follows, retweets, etc. And, and when we start to get uh, a few more followers, we'll start giving away merch for hitting certain numbers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure someone's going to want my uh, Collins New York Giants jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you later. See you, Danny. I'll uh, catch you later, mate. Bye.